Hey there, thanks for joining us for the latest podcast from Resound Church. We really believe that together we are better, and our heart is to reach, send, nurture, and disciple people as they become all that God has intended them to be. You can subscribe to our content on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or head over to our website, resound.church forward slash app, to grab our app, which will keep you up to date with everything going on. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's now my uh, privilege to introduce Trent, who's going to share with us uh, this morning. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, Trent. I got this one, so I'm all good. Well, good morning, church. Uh, Here we are again, hey? Um, I'm going to sit down today. I hope that's all right. You're all sitting down, I'm pretty sure. Um, So I thought I'd uh, sit down as well today. Well, as Britt said before, here we are again, and uh, I don't know about you, but it's it's so up and down, hey, of what um, uh, what's happened in the last couple of weeks, and I really thought that we would have more people in the room. Um, but you know, God is good, and uh, somehow, some way, He's in control. We don't fully understand it, and we can't put our mind around it all the time, and we think um, others are in control, but somehow um, God's in control. And so um, no matter how you're feeling today, can I encourage you to just press into Him? And and that's some of what I want to share about today is that um, we're continuing our series on um, prayer and fasting, 21 days of prayer and fasting. And so Ruth kicked us off last week and we talked about fasting and what that actually meant. And if you're um, fasting right now, whatever that might be, if you're fasting food, well done. Um, In lockdown, it's difficult, particularly because there's less things to keep you distracted, but good on you. Can I encourage you, if you're fasting right now, whatever it is, just keep pressing in, just keep persisting. There might be days where you go, I don't want to keep fasting, but um, God will honor that and uh, it'll be a significant time for you, especially journeying through lockdown where you probably just want to eat chocolate and lollies and order takeaway and all those sorts of things, but keep persisting. So last week, Ruth talked about what is fasting and really fasting when it comes down to it is what we see in the Bible is the, the abstaining from food. We give up food for a period of time. And we see multiple times through Scripture where um, people have been believing for something. They've been asking God and expecting something. And they come to God with prayer and fasting. And we see that um, in Moses's life, in Esther's life, in Daniel, in Jesus. He started his ministry that way. And so as we take three weeks and talking about prayer and fasting, we, we need to understand what fasting is. And, you know, there's different types. You can um, catch up on our, uh, Ruth and I did a quick catch up earlier in the week of um, what, what is fasting. You can have a look at that. But today I want to talk to you about prayer, because if we don't pray when we're fasting, then it's just a diet. Uh, that's what I like to say. You know, I could abstain from food just to go on a diet to lose some weight, which is a nice byproduct of, uh, of our fasting. But the key is that we're connecting with God, that we're, when we're fasting, we're praying as well. And I think particularly at this time, we've got to kick our prayer life into a new level. I don't know what it's been like for you, but the last 12 months has been up and down for me. There's been good times, there's been tough times, you wonder, are we going to get through this, are we not? Everything's good, um, even in relationship with God, and you know, I feel like I'm in a great place right now, but I'm sure all of us that have been Christians for a little while would admit that there's been times where our prayer life has gone up and down, and, and so today's just an encouragement to, to talk into prayer and how we can pray. You know, so let's start off first talking about, well, what is prayer? Let's have a conversation. Hey, I 
or I'll talk to you about it. But it's a discussion we want to continue to have. Maybe a good discussion for you in your small group or with your family, with your husband or wife. Um, So what is prayer? Ultimately, prayer is about us communicating with God. And I say with specifically because it's not just to God. You know, sometimes I think with prayer, we could be in a position where we think we're just speaking words to God and we struggle with the hearing part. But ultimately, prayer is that, that communication, that time where we set aside to say, God, I'm going to communicate with you now. I'm going to build my relationship with you. I'm going to be open to hearing from you and, and speak out words and honor your name and praise you and glorify you and, and bring the needs that I might have in my life to you. You know, I think the challenge that we find in that, though, is hearing, hey, where we, we, we might be reaching out to God, we might be saying words to Him, we might be praying, and that's the, the fundamental way how we build our relationship with God. But there's challenge because we don't hear like you and I can talk and hear each other. You know, there's an immediate response always, or most of the time. Not always when I talk to my children. Um, but, but you know what I'm saying? If I talk to you, you're going to talk back to me. But with God, it's different. And we have to, to come to a place where we're listening and hearing. And, and I think for most people, that is a big challenge. But if we're to fundamentally build our relationship with God through prayer, then we need to be in a place where we're hearing and listening for him. Wouldn't it be great to hear God's audible voice? Um, just, hey, God, I was thinking about this, and what do, what do you reckon? Well, actually, Trent, listen, how easy would that be? But that's not how we work. That's not how God works. And we have to set aside time. And this is why this three weeks of prayer and fasting is so good, because we actually set aside additional time to seek God's voice and to pray and to cry out to Him and to build our relationship with Him. I think listening is a challenge because it takes more time, doesn't it? You know, it's not like we're just hearing that immediate response. For us to sit and be patient and to hear God's voice, it takes time and effort where we somehow might think we should be doing other things. But to stop and to pause uh, is one of the greatest things we can do when we're building our relationship with God. You know, you might ask, well, why can't we hear God's voice audibly? You know, we look back in Scripture and there, there was a few people that we see heard God's voice audibly. They had an encounter with Him in the flesh. Um, but our world isn't like that. So why would that be? And I don't know anyone that's had an audible voice from God, almost. Um, but it's not a common thing that we see these days. But if we go back into Scripture, and I want to have a little look at the beginning of time, when Adam and Eve were in the garden, and in Genesis 3, it says this, When the cool evening breezes were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden. So they hid from the Lord, uh, hid from the Lord God among the trees. Then the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? He replied, I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. Now, here we see a picture of Adam and Eve just walking in the garden and God was walking there with them. He was able to converse with them like you and I could. Um, it, not the naked bit, but the, you know, the, the, the walking bit the, and the talking bit. Sorry. Um, 
but, but he was able to just have a conversation. They were able to hear him. But what happened, and there was a disconnect that came along where sin entered the world. And we know what happened, that Adam and Eve ate the, the fruit from the tree, that they didn't do what God had asked them to do, and sin entered the world, and there was a disconnect between God. Now, while we do see in Scripture that some people had an audible and a face-to-face encounter with God, there was this disconnect where God had to distance himself from us. But from that point onwards, our, our prayer life, people's prayer became a key connection to how they would communicate with God. You know, we see it with Noah when God speaks to him and asks him to build the ark. We see it with Daniel and with Mo- Moses had a face-to-face encounter, hey, through the burning bush. And, but people throughout history have prayed to God and it's not been just a one-way street. It's been two-way and they felt a connection to God. You know, so how... How do we get tuned into God? How do we, through this time, how do we hear his voice more and more? You know, God desires us to pray to him and with him, for us to communicate with him. You know, for us to build relationships with other humans, we've got to talk to one another. Hey, for Sarah and I, for us to to have a good, strong relationship, we've got to communicate. I know there's been times in our marriage where we haven't maybe communicated as much as we should. Maybe we've uh, just kept things to ourselves and and nothing too serious, but just there's been times where we're just quiet and, and there's maybe a disconnect occurs. Maybe there's been a communication breakdown or a confusion of what one said. I just see our relationship with God and our prayer life the same where we're actually, if we're communicating with God and we're, we're seeking after him as well, that actually he's going to come and try and connect with us as well. You know, in James 4 verse 8, it says, come close to God and God will come close to you. Come close to God and God will come close to you. You know, um, this morning in our prayer meeting before we started, Britt just shared a thought that um, no matter where people are at today, um, God's going to come and meet with you where you're at. And often in church life, and even in this scripture, we see it takes an act from us to do something. But God is seeking to meet with you today. And all it takes is then that response. I don't know where you're at or how you're traveling today, but God is there waiting and he's drawing closer to you. Why don't we draw back to him and and continue to communicate with him? You know, without the hearing, without listening, so we've got to hear and listen, create time for that, create space in our mind. And it takes time, I think, to to learn what the voice of God is like. But we can easily fall into a place with our prayer life where prayer becomes the currency um, for our vending machine prayers. Let me say that again. Sometimes I think we can easily fall into a place where prayer becomes vending machine currency. So what do I mean by that? I think sometimes in our prayer life, all we can do or all we do is bring our needs and our wants and our desires to God. We say, God, I need this, 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 and this. And they might all be well-meaning things. Sometimes maybe not. Um, maybe like Britt said before, a PlayStation or something, um, what, there might be a material desire. Or we get to a place where it's, hey, there's this prayer need. There's this thing that I, I'm believing for. Or we, again, we might be praying well for someone else. But 
We've got to be careful we're not in a position where we're just bringing a list of to-dos to God. Prayer is about communication. And so if we're continually bringing just our prayer list to God, as well-meaning as they are, it's not actually what prayer is completely for. They're good and we want to be believing for those things. But let's not, uh, if we're not listening and hearing God and having that two-way all it can end up being is that vending machine prayer where we put in the, the exchange, we put in that money expecting an exchange out without any people interaction. God wants us to build relationship with him through prayer. You know, he wants to hear our needs, but we need to be conscious of what is he saying to those as well. I think that's sometimes too how we can get frustrated with prayer because we're we think that God's not hearing our prayers and not doing the things that we would like. We're actually, have we heard his voice? Have we heard what he's saying? Have we heard his quiet response to some of the things that we're talking about? His timing. You know, Matthew chapter 6, and we're taking a strong part of this scripture for this series. We see that the disciples are talking to Jesus about what prayer is like. It's interesting that they would come and ask him this question, that they would say, Jesus, teach us how to pray. That most of them were Jewish people. Jewish men had grown up. They'd been taught. They knew a lot of the scripture. They'd grown up in, um, in, in the synagogue and learning. So how did they not know how to pray? And if we look at the context of the time, well, we see that probably for them, a lot of the prayer that they would have witnessed was through the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the, the, the people that would stand on the street corners and the religious people. And they would pray things time and time again, hoping for an outcome. And so they had this perspective that prayer might have been just for the, for the priests and not just for them. And so there's this this unraveling that Jesus wants to do to say prayer is just about communication with me. Prayer is about communication with God. And it's not for someone special, but it's about for all of us. And so in Matthew chapter 6, um, Jesus talks to them and he says, When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on the street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth, that is all the reward they will see. But when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you and pray to your father in private. Then your father who sees everything will reward you. When you pray, don't babble on and on as the Gentiles do. Then think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words over and over again. Don't be like them, for your Father knows exactly what you need, even before you ask Him. He, he goes on, and I'll read that in a moment. But, you know, he, he's bringing a couple of contextual points there about prayer. And he's saying, well, you've witnessed what your people, what the Jewish people do. It, that's not what prayer is. You see what the Gentiles do, and, and he would be talking about there was many idols and um, gods that were worshipped, and there would be temples, and people would say the same thing and meditate and all that sort of thing over and over again. He's saying, don't. that's not prayer. Here is what prayer is. Here is communicating with God, and it's not just about bringing needs, because God already knows what you need. It's about having some quiet time and communicating with God. He goes on and says this, Prayer is like this. 
our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us the food we need and forgive us our sins and forgive those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to the temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. This is the prayer that we, most of us would know. Many people pray it, um, but it's, it's Jesus's guidebook for prayer. And if we break down those three sections, the first thing we see is praise. The first thing when we're, we're coming to God in prayer is we should be praising him. Well, you might struggle and say, well, what is there to praise God for? We're, we, we're all able to find something to praise God for. And I strongly believe, you know, whether it's in worship and our music and we praise God or whether it's in our words, something changes in our heart when we actually praise him for what he's done and who he is. That's the next part. It says, may your name be kept holy. It's glorifying him. It's lifting him up above everything else. So when we come to him, start your prayers. Hey, God, maybe you have to come to a place where you consciously think of something to praise him for. You know, in our home, we pray when we have dinner together um, with Charlie and Ollie and Sarah and myself, and we would pray for grace. And, and I always say to the boys, hey, if you're praying, let's bring something that we're grateful for. Yes, we're grateful for food, but let's find something throughout our day especially at the moment. It's so easy to find things that are negative, but let's bring some glory to God. The next part of that is give control over to God. He's saying, may your kingdom come soon. We're handing over to God. That, that too, may your will be done on earth. It does say in that scripture, bring your needs to him. Help us with the needs that we have, the things that we want to pray for. Forgive us. Isn't it great, you know, we took communion before, that we're able to come to Jesus and actually ask for forgiveness without sacrifice, without doing anything else. Let's not forget that and in our daily prayer life be doing that. And then help us forgive others. Who knows we need that? Maybe there's something in our lives where we just need to let go of it. We need to forgive someone. Here's a daily prayer. We need, God, we need help through that. We need you to help with us. And help with the distractions and the temptations and the things that we don't desire for our life. You know, we're, we're sinful people. There's things that we do that we don't want to do. And the things that we do want to do, we don't do. Paul talks about that. Um, and, and so God's there to help us with that. So Jesus gave us a quick guide, guideline of how to pray. And he taught that to the disciples. And, and it changed the framework and the, the mindset of how they went into prayer. And we see throughout the New Testament, prayer and prayer and fasting were considerable parts of what took place. And Jesus gave us great examples. Hey, I just want to um, touch on a few different ways that I see prayer in our lives and how it plays out. You know, when we think of the context too of that scripture, the start of Matthew 6, where Jesus says, hey, don't look at all the religious people that are standing on the corners. I think for our lives, sometimes we could get into a place where we don't think we can pray properly, where we don't have the words to say, where maybe we've been in church a long time in our lives and we hear the pastors or the leaders or the person with the microphone um, praying a prayer that sounds eloquent and well thought out. And so for our own prayer life that we somehow diminish the 
the importance to God and the importance for our life in actually communicating to Him. I think we just have to be real. Our, our starting point of our prayer life, and I, I just put it here as chats with God. Do you just chat with God? For me, it's like I'm going about some other thing throughout my day. Maybe I'm just doing some work or maybe I'm outside or going for a walk or driving the car and just chatting to God, not necessarily about anything major, but just saying, hey God, this is something I've been thinking over. I've been pondering it and just creating space to listen to him. I think it's real. Like if you and I were having a conversation, we might just be chatting away. And so for me, this chats with God is just us going about our normal life and being real. You know, I think in our prayer life, we can get upset with God. I know some people find that funny, but if you're upset with God, tell him. Pray to him. Say, God, I'm feeling this right now. I'm upset. I'm not happy. God desires to connect with us and we have to be real. We don't have to be someone else. We don't have to be something that we've seen, but God wants us to connect with him like we would with anyone else. The second part of that I see is like fervent prayer, where we set aside time, where, where we go into some space where we've got alone time, and maybe it's a walk, maybe it is alone in your quiet time each day or in your car, whatever it is, but you're going in with a desire to connect with God. Prayer should be a desire to connect with God. And so maybe we, we're coming to and considering what we say. Maybe we're believing um, for a miracle. Maybe there's things that we do have a list of needs uh, that we're asking God for. Maybe there's prayer that we're bringing to him for other people as well. And we're thanking God, that intentional time to thank God for what he's done in our life. And the, I guess the third sort of part I saw to prayer was that desperation prayer. You know that prayer where there's, if God doesn't come through, uh, there's nothing we can do. If God doesn't come through, we're in trouble and we're in desperate need for him to come through. And we're just believing. Maybe it's for a miracle. Maybe, for it's a he- maybe it's for a healing. Maybe for it's something in your life where you're like, God, I need you to come through in this. And we're just desperate. And there's something in us that wells up and we're just, God, I'm just going to give you the words. You might, even not, you might not even have words and you just speak in tongues or uh, are quiet. But in your spirit, you're crying out for God to do something. However you connect with God, I believe that, that this prayer life has to be real and it has to be us. You know, as a Christ follower, Our prayer life should be something that we're doing every day. I think people struggle sometimes to set aside that time and and that's okay. And that's why I love this thought of chats with God. Because we can go about our same day-to-day life and still be communicating with God and then continue to build that, that time where we're connecting with Him. You know, today, I just want to talk to people too that maybe you're struggling with prayer. Maybe you're in a place where your faith is waning. Maybe you struggle to hear God's voice. And I want you to know you're not alone. There's so many people that struggle to hear God's voice. I don't have a surefire solution for that other than to try and reach out to Him, to create quiet time in your life. And it comes, I think, too, with experience and encounter with God. But maybe today when it comes to prayer, you're just like, do I even bother anymore? 
you don't feel God's answered your prayer. You don't feel you've got faith to believe anymore. You wonder why, is it just babbling? Is it just going through the motion? You know, I want to encourage you today as hard as it might be. That God is there. He's there waiting to connect with you. And like I'm talking to you today, you can just say to him, God, I I don't know how to connect with you anymore. Just be real with him. Allow God to do something in you right now. Just in the stillness of your home. And don't lose faith and don't lose hope. There's a scripture in Matthew 7 that says, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. That's not just about needs. You can pray, God, I I want to grow closer to you. I want to grow stronger in my prayer life. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. You know, if we believe that God is God and His Scripture is truly His Word, as tough as it might be, we have to hold on to these promises. We have to hold on to these things that say, God, if I'm reaching out to you, you're going to come and reach out to me and there'll be a receiving. Everyone who seeks finds and to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. You parents, if you give your children a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? I read that that this week and laughed because I probably would tease my kids and do something like that. But the scripture's saying if, if parents, and like God has got the best intent for our life, he, He's not going to do that to us. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask Him? You know, this week as we continue our series of prayer and fasting, I, I just want you to push into a place of prayer. Maybe you're not fasting, maybe you are. Maybe today some of the things I've shared has changed your mindset into what prayer could be. Maybe for a while you've been beating yourself up saying, oh, I feel angry to God, but I, I don't want to be angry with God. God just wants us to be us and to be real, to stand on His promises. And prayer does so much of that. I'm going to pray now and I just want to encourage those people that are struggling in their prayer life. I want to see that God will come and do something in your world this week, that there will be this new passion and desire to connect with Him. Maybe you're in a great place with prayer today. I just want to see that God does something in you greater than ever before. Wouldn't it be great if we're all in such a strength with our relationship with God that we can hear Him, follow His, His leadings every step of the way. Will you pray with me at home today? Lord, I thank you that you are here with each and every one of us, no matter where we are. God, I know that through prayer like we're doing right now, it's just communicating with you. And we can't fully work it out in our minds, but you hear everything that we say. You hear as we call upon your name. You hear as we glorify you. And at the same time as everyone else that's reaching out to you right now. 
God, I pray that as we are pushing into a place of fasting and prayer, that you will do something in us. That where there's been struggle, where there's been a lack of faith, that you will just do something in our world. God, where we don't have the words to say, help us. Help us to just feel in your presence. Help us to to know what to pray. But God, if anything else, Lord, I pray that you'll just help us to hear your voice. Help us to hear your leading. Help us to, to move forward. God, we... We know you know the needs of the people. We know you know each and every one of our needs today. God, we pray for those things. But above everything else, we glorify you despite the circumstances we are in. We praise you despite what we're in. And we thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Well, hey, church, have a great week. I just want to add this thing, and I was going to mention at the beginning. I really believe, and I was hoping that we'd be in the room. But I strongly believe for our church, this three weeks is an opportunity for us to to hit a reboot button in our individual connection with God. So many of us have have moved and and maybe been changed in the last 12 months, struggled in our relationship with God. But as we draw nearer to Him, He'll draw nearer to us. Be encouraged, church. Thanks. Hey, what a great message. Thanks for joining us here at Resound Church. We pray that you've been encouraged through the message and that you've grown just a little bit closer to God. While you're online, why don't you head over and give us a like on Facebook or Instagram or check out our website at resound.church. You can subscribe to our content on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or head over to our website resound.church forward slash app to grab our app, which will keep you up to date with everything going on. Well, don't forget next week, there'll be another amazing podcast here to listen to from Resound Church. We hope you join us then.